Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets. This is Coach Cheryl, where my goal is to bring you guys inspiration, education, and some action steps to help you guys work on your fitness journey. And today's episode, I am going to be talking all about abs. And I'm not going to be going into the science of developing ab, rectus abdominis, and transverse abdominis, and all that kind of stuff today. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you guys simple, straightforward things that you guys can put aside and stop emphasizing and the things that you guys should be emphasizing if you really want to be able to develop that four, six, or eight pack of abs. And I'm going to start by talking to you guys about how this was one of the main reasons that I started my fitness journey both times. Cause I've actually yoed my weight a little bit in my, in my life. And I just wanted to be able to look in the mirror and like how my midsection looked. I'll be honest, even when I was 19 years old and I wasn't fit at all, I could have given two shits about losing my butt and my legs. I wanted to keep those. I wanted to get rid of the freaking rolls of fat on my belly. And then if I look, think back to when I first got into CrossFit, I was not overweight, but I hated the fact that when I looked left and right at me, I saw girls that were super shredded. And I looked at myself like, what's going on? Where's my abs? Like I work my ass off. I'm doing all this zone blocking. I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm like, why am I not seeing abs? So today I want to talk to you guys a little bit about some things and some factors that are going to help you guys hopefully work towards achieving your goal, which is the six pack, the four pack, the eight pack, whatever it is, because honestly, we are getting ready to go into the season of bathing suits and boats and parties and all that kinds of stuff where we're going to be half naked if you're not already in a CrossFit gym and walking around half naked anyways. And uh, that is honestly why I'm going to be starting a six week, no, I'm sorry, eight week summer shred program, summer shred 2.0, which is going to be starting in the beginning of April. And there will be more details on that in my Facebook group. But today let's just talk abs. And I'm going to start by talking about genetics, because as I mentioned, I know that I grew up wanting to have a little bit more definition in my midsection. Um, And I, and I want to always, I always feel somewhat compelled to be like, I never want people to think that I'm being super negative on myself uh, because I am under the awareness that I know that there are people that, you know, I'm always the girl that will tell you guys, whatever we have, somebody else wants, even if we don't want it. So even though you might not be happy with who you are, there's somebody else that wishes that they have what you are. And that doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum of, of abs, right? So there's people that are out there that are like, I really just wish I had a little bit more, de- more definition. And somebody that the left and right of you is going to roll their eyes and say, oh my God, you're like so perfect because they want something that you have. So I want to start by saying that, but I want to talk about genetics first, because there are some genetic beliefs or some genetic predispositions to where you are going to store body fat and everybody's going to be a little bit different. So some people store more of their body fat in their abs or in their midsection, others store more of their body fat in their legs and their thighs and their upper arms in their chin, any of these different areas where you're going to be able to see more body fat and less definition, or where as you get leaner, you might see more definition in some areas and, and it might take a little bit harder. And this is where people are like, you know what, Cheryl, like I'm seeing definition in my arms. I'm seeing it in my legs. I'm seeing my face shrink, but like, I just can't seem to see any changes in my abs. And that comes down to the fact that it's not that you can't see abs. It's just that genetically you have to get to a lower body fat percentage in order to be able to see those abs. And there's two pieces of that. One of them is genetics. The other thing is actually looking at how much lean muscle tissue you actually have. And so this is where we can kind of go into the ab training thing, which I'm going to talk about. Um, But if you don't have a lot of lean tissue, you might need to get to a lower body fat percentage. And for some people that might be losing more weight for others, it actually might be doing body recomposition where you actually might be seeing your weight stay about the same, but you're really trying to put on some lean muscle. So you're watching that 
weight's not going up, but you're actually trying to get that lean muscle to go up, which is going to shrink some of those fat cells. And that's really what the goal for most people are that are like, I mean, I, I don't feel like I'm at an unhealthy weight. I don't feel like I, I look that bad, but I just wish that my abs would pop. So genetics is huge. So some people, they have to get a little bit leaner. Others don't. And it, it's, it sucks. Cause I know women that are like 20 to 24% body fat and they got a six pack, but they hold more of their body fat in their legs or in their butt, you know, and it's just like some people need to get a little bit leaner for that. It's not a right or a wrong, just that some people have to work a little bit harder than others. Number two, uh, going in from genetics is, uh, honestly stress. So stress plays a huge factor in where we store body fat as well. So even if you think that you are genetically predisposed, predisposed to storing body fat in your L or body fat in your belly, some people also live a very high stress life. So if you know that you are under a lot of stress um, and you have a very busy job, you're working 40, 60, 80 hours a day, you're sitting in front of a computer screen most of your day, um, you're not getting in a lot of activity, you're not getting in a, little, a lot of stress management, you know, you're running around, you're chasing kids all the time, you're just always on the go, you're putting a lot of stress in your body, you typically are those, those people that are triggered uh, for, with cravings and things like that. Those are signs that you're under a lot of stress and that actually is going to raise your cortisol. And that does have a negative impact on where you store body fat because the adipose or fat cells in your belly have two to three times the amount of um, cortisol receptors that anywhere else in your body does. And the reason for that is, is under times of stress, your body is seeing stress as a threat to life. And where are all of your main primary vital organs in your trunk? So in those times of stress, your body is going to work to protect those things by cushioning with more fat. And that is why we will typically see that people that are under a lot of stress tend to see more fat tissue in their belly. And these are the people that maybe they grew up, they weren't overweight, they weren't, they didn't have a lot of belly fat, but as they've aged, as they've gotten into a different lifestyle, they've noticed that they're putting on a lot more belly fat, which is number three also is hormone imbalances and hormone changes can sometimes play a factor as to where we store things. Different, different hormones can trigger different fat storage in different areas of our body. So I know that as well, but it once again, comes down to that uh, point of like how lean you have to get. So those are some factors to think about when you're thinking about why it is that you're not seeing the abs. It's like, those are some of the common things. Um, now let's kind of talk a little bit about, okay, what should I be doing to train my abs to be able to see more definition? And I'm sure most of you guys out there have been like, well, I've heard that it's, you know, mostly diet and it's true. It, it really is. It really is. It's mostly diet in the, in the well world of like, if you're putting on body fat, that means you're likely in a calorie surplus. And if you're in a calorie surplus and you're not training with the goal of building muscle, you are going to be putting on body fat. Your body is getting an extra amount of um, calories and it's not utilizing those calories. So it gets stored and then eventually gets uh, converted into body fat. So that's typically why you'll see that. But when it comes to diet, if you're in a calorie deficit, the goal should be to lose body fat and, and you don't want to live in that. So as much as I want to say nutrition is the key, it really is, but it comes down to knowing where you fall on that nutrition perspective, because at the end of the day, your goal should not be to have to focus on nutrition for the rest of your life. Your goal should be to have to focus on nutrition for a specific goal. And then it should be graduating to a place where you're like, you're just maintaining. So you have to know where you fall in that. Like, are you eating too many calories and it's causing you to gain weight? Are you eating not enough calories and you're losing weight? but maybe you've been there for too long and you're getting more stress on your body. So we can kind of go down that rabbit hole as well. So, so nutrition does play a huge factor. Um, I, I know people are like, Oh, the eating clean thing. 
Yeah. I mean, it matters, but not really for belly fat. What really matters for belly fat is, is honestly how lean you are. And that just comes down to, if you aren't seeing the abs, you want to see, you might need to lose a little bit of body fat, which means going into a calorie deficit, which means if you are not seeing those changes, then you might be eating a little bit too much for your goal. It doesn't mean you're eating too much. It just means that you might be eating too much to get to the goal you want. Now on the flip side of that, if you have been chronically dieting and that in the, in order for you to get into a calorie deficit, you have to drastically drop calories below where they would be healthy. That might mean that you should probably be doing what my next step is going to be, which is honestly focusing right now on building some lean muscle tissue. And, and that would mean honestly, making sure that you are following a well-programmed strength program, uh, or at least getting in some quality lifts throughout the week and eating enough calories to support that. And not just calories, but quality matters here. So getting in enough protein and enough carbohydrates to fuel muscle growth and recovery to allow your body to say, Hey, I need to build tissue. And that is going to do a couple of things for you. One, it's going to build up your metabolism. It's going to build up your basal metabolic rate because maintaining lean muscle tissue requires energy. And that means that you're likely going to see that you will start to lose some belly fat because your body is going to be using that energy to maintain the lean tissue that you're building. Uh, but you'll also be able to eat more food. And then when you do decide that you want to cut a few pounds, it becomes a lot easier because if you build that calorie, those calories up, which I had an episode up on this recently, um, you'll be able to lose weight eating more food. If you do that, it's not always fun because you don't have this instant gratification of seeing a number on the scale go down. It's kind of like you're, you're watching water boil, but nothing's happening until it actually boils. That's essentially the same thing that happens with this. So you got to just trust that it's going to work. So now that's when I'm going to go into the next step here for you guys looking to get abs is I think that a lot of people focus on ab training, like sit-ups and crunches and all of these types of things. And I'll be honest, guys, I there's, I will be honest. I do. I program abs for myself at least three times a week. And I rarely get to them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I gotta do midline work. I gotta do midline work. And then I never end up getting to it. But the thing is, is that everything that I do engages my core. So the goal isn't usually that you want to get isolated ab work in. It's that you should be doing movements that engage your core on a regular basis. And this is where simple things is like sitting up straight in your chair while you're at work versus being slouched over can be a huge benefit to your abs. Like being more mindful of that kind of stuff is really helpful for you guys. And then when it comes into ab training, um, there are three key components to developing a midsection that you can say, Hey, I'm damn proud of what I see. Number one is I already mentioned this is you guys need to be lifting weights. So Weight training is going to stimulate the entire core. You're going to get more bang for your buck because it's also going to be stimulating your body to build lean muscle tissue. And don't worry, ladies, it is very difficult to get bulky. I have been training for 11, 12 years of actually lifting weights and I still struggle to maintain muscle. It, it is very difficult. And the analogy that I'm going to give you guys is if you guys have ever seen a climbing rope in the gym you know that there's like those two big braids and they get braided together. And of those two big braids, there is a ton of these little, little fibers, right? So like, imagine putting on like one or two of those fibers a year. 
that's how little you will be building. So it takes a lot of time to do that. So unless you're taking any kind of performance enhancing drugs, you're likely not ever going to get bulky. So some women are genetically predispositioned to build, build muscle easier in different areas, but for most of us, it's going to take a lot of time and energy. So strength training needs to be a pillar in your training program. For most people, that's going to look like three to four days a week of some type of an upper body, lower body split or a full body workout, depending on the type of uh, modality that you use. So something like CrossFit, you're typically doing full body, but you need to make sure that you're not only coming on the cardio days, that you're actually coming on the days that you are lifting weights. So don't, don't avoid the heavy days. Uh, because honestly, that also, I can go into a whole tangent about how it's not just about high volume and low volume. It's getting a dose of both because some are going to respond central nervous system wise to build muscle tissue. Others are going to be more of a hypertrophy or direct muscle growth, uh, growth wise or growth phase. So I, I can go off on tangents on this episode because this is like a super fun topic for me. Cause I said, like I said, abs, they hit home for me. I was super proud and I still am super proud of how hard I had to work and, and what I've done to achieve where I'm at. And so number one, strength training, number two, cardio. Okay. I think cardiovascular training gets, honestly, you got people that like do too much of it and they're like cardio junkies. And then you've got the whole other school of like, Oh, cardio is bad. Neither is right or wrong. I'll be honest. I'm going to veer towards people that do too much cardio because it's really hard to do too much cardio. If the people like it, it's, it, it, and the reason why they end up doing too much is because you adapt very easily to cardio. So it's like for the first month running a mile might be really hard for you after a month of running a mile three times a week, it becomes easy. You can run two miles. You adapt very quickly to that. Whereas strength training, it takes a lot more time. So it's easy to develop a tolerance to cardio as long as you're not doing a lot of high intensity cardio training, which is a very different, but cardio isn't a bad thing. It's just knowing where your tolerance is and working up to a volume that feels manageable to you. For some people that might be long walks. It might be low intensity zone two work for others. It might be doing that stuff sometimes and then doing some high intensity stuff, interval work on the other days, but you got to be getting in cardio. If, and this is like, this is where the whole 10,000 steps a day came from. It's not even about there, there being a need for 10,000 steps is the magical number. It's just that most people are way under that and they're not doing enough cardiovascular training. And that's a great way to kind of ensure that like, Hey, I'm covering the bases there, at least with something low intensity. So getting in enough cardio in your sessions, and that's probably to look like three or four days a week of getting your heart rate up. You know, if it, if you're not getting it up at all, it might be starting with 10 minutes. It might be going to 15 or 20 minutes. Um, it might be changing it up throughout the week, which is another, not a plug for CrossFit, but why I like CrossFit because we often train in different time domains. So sometimes for my clients, I'll program short intervals. Other times I'll program longer stuff. It just depends on what stimulus that I want them to get out of that day and making sure that I'm not overtraining their central nervous system. So number one, strength, number two, cardio, number three is actual ab training. And as I already mentioned, I think that we can obviously overemphasize things like crunches and sit-ups which do have some merit in, a, in an ab program. But I think the bigger picture stuff that people miss is the importance of things like weighted carries and, and planks and all of those types of things. Guys, abs are functional. Okay, I know that they are aesthetic, but they are actually functional. So if you deal with a lot of back pain, and I've, I've known people that have a six pack of shredded abs and they have back pain because they are only focusing on developing the muscles in the front. Working on isolation movements, plank holds, carries, pal off presses, suitcase carries, overhead carries, ball carries, all of that stuff, even holds like hollow holds, L sit holds, 
Those are all going to be great things to complement a well-structured weightlifting and cardio program. Uh, but the dosage of them is not a lot. You don't need a whole bunch of ab training to see benefits. Uh, they are very small muscles. So I think that for most people, if you're doing ab training two or three times a week and you're getting in a little bit of that stuff, that's great. And I honestly would vary more or veer more towards the goal of getting in more weighted carries, more holds and things like that, because the transference is so much greater. Now, when I say that, and this goes for all of the things I already said with the strength, with the cardio and the abs, everything needs to have intent. So if you're holding a plank and your ass is up in the air and you're not even feeling your abs, you're not getting the benefit from it. So you need to be making sure that every time you guys move, you're intentional. And the same thing goes with your strength training. I'm not saying that I want you guys to feel like you have to go to that dark place when you lift, that you have to be setting new PRs every time you go in there, but you should be getting to a challenging weight. One that scares you a little bit. One that tells you if I go any heavier, I'm scared. I'm going to hurt myself. I'm scared that I might start to lose form and I don't want to risk that. So I'm going to stop there. That is where most people should be training. And I like to call that the RIR, the reps and reserve that like, you know, you probably could go more, but the chances that there might be some backslides on your mechanics might be there. And I'm okay with people not going to that place. I don't think it's necessary. There is a time and place for it, but for most of us, that's not the place to be most of the time. The same thing with your cardio. You have to set each workout with an intent. So if you're doing intervals and you're not getting to that place of like slight anxiety, you're not doing the interval training right. So that might be a day where you need to be doing a longer, slower zone two work where the goal isn't that I'm almost close to anxiety place and you're just looking for a longer steady state thing. You know, so that's important. And the same thing with your ab training, like I already mentioned. So really thinking about what is the description of the movement I'm doing? Am I feeling it where I need to be doing? Am I keeping good form throughout the movement? So that's it. That's what I got for you guys. Now, if you are somebody who has struggled to hit abs, get abs, whatever, or even if you, even if you really find that it's difficult for you to maintain a level of leanness to keep your abs, I want to know, shoot me a message, shoot me a DM, um, go ahead and fill out my application. Cause I want to hear from you. Would love to be able to offer you guys some guidance. Um, and that's pretty much it crew. So happy abs, happy summer. Stay tuned for more information on my summer shred coming out next week. 